to the Goodies Pirate Podcast. I'm Dave. I'm Richard. And I'm Tom. And this is episode 75. Mm, it's getting close to the That's end. almost an anniversary of some sort. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, and to celebrate our 75th anniversary, we have the episode Holiday, oh. sometimes known as The Holiday or Holiday in Dunsquablin. First broadcast on the 6th of February, 1982, once more a Saturday at 6.45pm. So this one's kind of terrible, isn't it? <laughs> Well, let's just get that out there. No, no, no sort of easing around the subject. Let's just lead straight in. Look, let me say, a couple of months ago, I made the comment that whatever your personal views, Euthanasia was objectively, arguably, the best episode of the goodies ever. Because it was everything that's good about the goodies, their characters, the way it was performed, the jokes. I will make the absolutely serious point here for, for our discussion, that Holidays is the opposite of that and I would say that this is objectively the worst episode of the goodies but for the same reasons in reverse it is the furthest that they are from their own characters it is the furthest they are from their style and it is the furthest they are from their best performances I actually think this doesn't work Mm. and I have a number of things to say about why And, and I think there's a general discussion to be had about that because we don't want to sit here and just bag the episode we want to try and understand why it in our view, or at least in my view, it doesn't work. But mm. before I just make it my monologue, uh, Richard, what did you think of this show? I'll probably say, look, I think best and worst are probably quite subjective. Look, I think, you know, there are obviously episodes out there that people like that we didn't and vice versa. We have found that from the comments we've been receiving through the podcast. Yeah, of course. Having said that, I'm going to say, yeah, this one I, I think is a misfire. Rare misfire too, I think. I, I, oh, yeah. I think there are very few episodes of The Goodies where you would say this really isn't very good at all. Mm-hmm. I actually think the problem here is there's no real reason for the narrative to happen. Unlike, say, something like Earth and Asia, where, okay, they've got half an hour left until the end of the world, which gives them a really good opportunity to go through and examine their characters and work out some of the character differences. Or like the end where they know they're trapped in this block of concrete for however long and they have to try and you know create their own version of society which allows them to do some really good character stuff this basically is three men in a single set trying to stop themselves from being bored and the problem with that is is that really rubs off on the viewer yes i actually made a note while i was watching this that them telling us how bored they are is not a good way to interest the audience no but there's a couple of other points there i really do want to pick up it's part of a general discussion but first of all tom what are your thoughts here? I think objectively you're correct that this is as far away from the character and subjectively I think there's worse to come and there's not a lot left. That narrows it down a bit. <laughs> but yeah, uh, this one it felt like the 25 minutes lasted three hours just to sit down and watch it for the podcast. It was difficult. So let me just tell you a story about that, my viewing of this. I hadn't seen this episode for a long, long time. I didn't even know it existed because it obviously wasn't part of the BBC run, so it wasn't given endless repeats on the ABC, as we discussed mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. It wasn't on the ITV VHS, the four episode. And I do remember a couple of other episodes. Like There are, there are a couple of scenes 
from animals and people too that I just kind of remember as images in my mind mm. when I was young and they were broadcast here. I didn't think I remembered any of this, but there is one scene right at the end that did come back to me. So I obviously did see this when I was, you know, about four or five. Well, I was going to say, because you would have been very young when this yeah. was shown here. So I, I do have just one, there's one image from it that, that has stuck in the memory, but I didn't know that until I watched it back again. Mm. A couple of years ago, when there was a whole bunch of goodies on YouTube, I was watching a couple of them back, and it came up with you know, videos you might also like to watch. One of them was called Holidays. And I thought, oh, what's this? And I watched it and realised I was watching a whole episode of the goodies I'd never seen before. And after 12 minutes, I stopped. And a couple of years later, I thought, no, I really should see this. I can say I've seen every episode of the goodies. And again, I didn't get through it. So this podcast has actually at least meant that I've watched this through for the first time ever. Wow. Well, the first time ever that I can remember. So let me now say what I think is interesting here about goodies that don't work. In the past where we've talked about goodies episodes not working well, there's usually been one of a couple of things going on. Either it's a case of the source material is stuff that we just weren't aware with or weren't familiar with, so it didn't kind of resonate with us. And, And we've acknowledged that at the time. Or it was a case of the material not quite stretched until the full half hour. Or sometimes it was a couple of really good ideas that didn't quite knit together as well as they could. And in the case of something like High Pressure, which look, we've had a bit of a fun making High Pressure on Wicking Boy for this podcast, that kind of brought all, all those things together. We weren't familiar with the material, it didn't quite last the 30 minutes, and the mm. tone wasn't quite as ideal as it could be. I think there's also probably another criteria there. Episodes, I think, that would have been quite well received at the time, but probably now are dated or really haven't aged particularly mm. well and now really are, are not terribly funny because comedy's moved on or the source material has moved on yeah there's usually been a a really good explanation and it's mm. not so much the goodies at fault it's a case of they're trying to do something that doesn't quite land it doesn't quite pitch we can usually appreciate what they're doing even and again to use the high pressure example we struggled with that one because we couldn't quite work out what they were trying to do no i mean we, we did say when we were watching it that really being here in Australia and having not lived through the 1950s, a lot of high pressure went straight over our heads. Now, interestingly enough, in a conversation I had with one of our listeners, and hello, Andrew, if you're listening to this one, he saw it on first transmission and didn't get an awful lot out of it. But his parents, who obviously were old enough to remember a lot of the stuff they were making fun of, absolutely loved it Mm. and thought it was a great episode. And we've also talked about stuff like Goodies in the Nick, where we said there were some good ideas they didn't really Mm. exploit, they didn't go for 30 minutes. Or the Lost Tribe, where again we said there were some wonderful little sequences, mm. but it didn't fill the 30 minutes. No. And that's just a, a problem trying to turn out that much comedy in that small amount of time. You're not going to get 30 minutes of gold every week. All of which is a way of beginning to say, I actually don't think any of those excuses are the reason for this one not working. And that's why I think that objectively it is the worst. My problem with this is that, well, A, it's not funny, but B, four weeks ago when we reviewed Robot, I talked about being very critical of that because it wasn't the goodies being goodies. It was, oh, there's a really bad sitcom. We have gone into full sitcom mode here. It is basically just the odd trio. It's them being completely domestic. It starts off with them having a housewife versus the husbands falling out. Let's yes. go on a holiday to mend our relationship. And them just not getting on. So you've got the goodies not being goodies. They're being sitcom characters. They're not getting on half an hour, which is boring to watch. They're not doing anything goodish. They're not solving a problem. They're not having an adventure. They haven't got a wacky scheme. And they're not acting very well in it. And to me, it's it's not the goodies. Hmm. 
if you could put another three actors in this, and it would just look like a sitcom episode, and you wouldn't have a clue this was a goodie script. Again, I've, I've had quite a rant. Tell me why I'm right, wrong, whatever. This, to me, uh, it feels like this is obviously the cheap episode. Oh, to, sure. oh yeah. To, to, to make up for probably overspends in robot and oh, next week's like, episode and, 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 Bigfoot, and, 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 and let's face it snow white 2 would not snow have been, white 2 would, would have been quite expensive to that's make. right so this one it's two sets all or three sets if you count the the, the other office. room of you've got the office you've got the the main room and you've got the um bathroom. the bathroom yeah so completely studio bound and a couple of fake sheep so a couple of very bad <laughs> fake sheep <laughs> <laughs> that's not a bad thing with the goodies again i suppose going back to what i said at the start they're not trapped in that environment until about 20-something minutes in when they get snowed in. There's one point there where they shut Tim in the cupboard and Graham and Bill make to take off. Mm. And it's only Tim coming back out again and saying, no, 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 we have to stay. There's no real reason for them to stay trapped in that environment. Mm. Mm. Um, There's nothing stopping them going, this is a really horrible place to live. Let's Let's just go home or let's go somewhere better. Yeah. No, and and I think that's the thing. And because it's a very Spartan set and they're basically just trying to relieve their boredom, I mean, look, I think there were some quite amusing sequences in there. Look, yeah, there are. This is not 25 minutes of just, my God, how long has this got to go? But, all right, yes, it is 25 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> there are some jokes in here that I did laugh at. Okay, so there's, there's a couple of things that very early on set it up to not work. As we highlighted earlier, Richard, one of them is them very quickly telling us how bored they are. Mm. And there's nothing less effective in TV than saying to the audience that characters are bored. What really set it off for me in a very bad way was the opening scene, which is where Tim Brooke Taylor is playing the, in inverted commas, suburban housewife. Well, we're back to chubby chumps, basically. Yeah, Graham, well, Graham and Bill are out working. Mm. I mean, they come home with a bowl of hats and they don't even bother, they just sort of throw them vaguely at yeah. the hat stand. But mm. Tim is there doing all the domestic chores. Yeah, so again, we don't know actually what it is that Graham and Bill do at work. They weren't presumably at Goodying, or Tim would have been with them. Mm. So yeah, they come in and we just get this well it's basically the housewife you're home from work how about you spend some time with me before you just flake into the armchair with the Mm. paper it's a domestic fight and look if I want that sort of drama there are plenty of sitcoms that I can turn on to watch Mm. I choose not to because I want to watch the goodies and suddenly I'm watching the goodies and I've got a really bad cliched presumably attempted satire of but it doesn't come across that way it just is a bad domestic fight and as you said at the start, the idea is, oh, we'll go on a nice holiday to repair our relationship and you know, spend some quality time together. Yeah, so they go to Dunn Squabbling. Mm. But they arrive there and they find out that the holiday house that they've booked is terrible. It leaks. There's nothing to do. It's raining outside for the entire 17 yeah. days they're there. All, all the regulations are about not upsetting the sheep and removing the sign. And again, maybe if we were people who had spent our childhood going to really bad holiday homes on the coast of Britain where it rained for 17 days, maybe this would resonate more with us. But I don't think it would that much, or at least enough to save the episode. No, that's, that's an interesting thing. I mean, look, there is obviously that tradition in Britain of going to the holiday camps. Butlins and that would have still been running, I think, at this time. Very into their run, but yeah. Yeah, but it's not even that. I mean, it's just mm. they're basically just trapped in this set. You do wonder whether maybe their intent was to do a high-high sort of satire, mm. and then they realise that would require outdoor footage, extras, a lot more extras, and they're going, oh, we'll just make a holiday house. This is very clearly meant to be the one that balances the budget. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of shows do it. You know, there's some good gags in there. I like the shot of uh, Tim and Bill arriving in their Macs and their umbrellas and 
Graham's just got his white suit with an umbrella hat on. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. that, that's a nice little visual gag. There's all the jokes about no sheep after 11 o'clock. <laughs> it, it is a bit sad, isn't it, when a bestiality gag basically is <laughs> it's one of your high points of the episode. And at this point, let me literally read to you off my notes, because I think it enforces what I was thinking. First of all, I've written the acting here is so bad. And I think Graham in particular is either not having fun or he's trying to pitch it and he's sort of getting a bit over the top. It's not working. The bit at the end where they're lying on the banana lounges. Yeah, um, I did bad. actually think that, for again, mm. just in terms of Graham's physical comedy, that was extremely well done. Mm. Yeah, and then I've written a note here. And we've said it before, but I literally did write this as we were watching it. People saying they're bored is not good TV. No. They have the gag about postcards and Bill says that he has no friends to write to. And Tim says, but we're your friend. And Bill says, but you didn't write me a postcard. And mm. goes to strangle him. Yeah, not a bad gag. And I think, you know, not these days, but I'm sure we all have memories of, okay, sit down and write your postcards. That's right. Yep. Mm-hmm. We have the nice gag where Graham is given the paints to play with and does that whole montage in about 30 seconds at the sea. Yes. And that does come back a couple of times. We get into then the making tea sketch. And I don't know what they were trying to do there, but I just thought that was terrible. Well, I suppose it's obviously meant to be Graham is now so dependent on gadgets that he doesn't actually know what simple items like a spoon is. Yeah, but I get that, but he has never been painted before as being that pathetic. As thick, as no. thick, yeah, that's yeah. right. Like, oh, what's a spoon do? And, mm. and then the, you know, the the idea that a minute or two of them making tea was going to be funny. Yeah. What, what's... Yes, you then get to make the joke, obviously, you know, to relieve the boredom, they've made several hundred cups of tea mm, um, yeah. over the... Six... Last half an hour. Yeah, or whatever. <laughs> At that point, Tim acknowledges that he actually has a deck of cards. For when things get desperate. Yeah. So they decide to play spat. I did quite like the scene of them picking the teams, because Graham and Tim are the team captains, and they're fighting over who has to pick first, yeah. so they don't have to pick Bill, and then I pick... <laughs> that chair <laughs> uh, which you know I'm sure all of us remember from primary school the uh, how far into the class before I get picked to be yes, on, on the true. team and I suspect those people who are making goodies podcast if not listening to them <laughs> probably weren't always the people picked first or at all <laughs> <laughs> we were all our own little bills in our own yes, way yes that's right <laughs> they then decide to play their game of spat which involves basically beating up Bill yeah, it is a riff on the Mornington Crescent game from I'm Sorry, sorry Having, having a, a Clue, which has no real rules. They make the rules up as they go along. That's right. They'll just announce, you know, oh, and we're going to be playing the backward end rulings this week. and things yes. Like that. yes. The thing is, they do it so well in time to each other. So they obviously are in on the jokes yes. themselves. Rather. Yes. Again, you sort of see Bill get the giggles when, uh, yes. when he gets a tea thrown on him. Yes, but... I had that note. We get a good gag, though, as well there, when they go to check out the cupboard and the painting that Graham has done of the sunny beachside scene <laughs> is now drizzling and wet. Yes, it's now raining. That's good. End of part one. Yes. Yay. Part two opens with them in the bed. And they've now been there for 17 days. Uh, now, I will confess, both the previous occasions when I've tried to watch this episode, it was this scene where I've just gone, no, I'm right. not enough. Uh, it's... Look, it opens with a couple of kind of a nice gag, which is the one, the, the physical gag of Graham's uh, glasses having the windscreen wipers on. <laughs> and Tim waking up and spitting out his mouth full of water when yeah. he wakes up. But again, three grown men 
and like three obviously middle-aged men by this stage, just having a fight in a bedroom about how bored and tedious they are. Yeah. Look, I'm sorry, listeners, if we're we're you know coming across very negative here, but it didn't work for us, and I, I think we need to highlight that. Like, let's let's be honest. In six months' time, the young ones will have a lot of scenes of them in a room or a bedroom well, or something it, very domestic. Well, let's face it. I, well, let's face it. I mean, the young ones do an entire episode basically where they're bored and they're trying to relieve their boredom. Now, the joke in the young ones there, obviously, is there is all this stuff going on in the background and they're just oblivious to it. Mm. There's a UFO comes over the house, the three bears live there, whatever. The twist at the end is they're not actually, it's not the weekend, they're actually supposed to be at uni and they've decided not to go in today. Mm. The whole point was to get to the end of their three weeks holiday. Yes. And Tim wasn't going to let them leave until that was up. That's it. At least have some sort of real conceit, like if they stay there for 17 days, they get Tim's great aunt Sally's Money, money or, or something, something. Yeah. yeah or at least have it that this is a place of historical significance and mm. if they don't then that developer dude from Camelot's going to come in and t- like at least have some excuse for yeah mm. not just well we couldn't be bothered writing something else mm. yeah. we've been really quite down on this episode which i do feel quite bad about and, look, and let's be honest this probably is not making for a particularly entertaining podcast episode either no no we don't like banging it but now we're getting to the very end of this run We'd said right at the start of this podcast amongst ourselves that where we had a bad episode, you know, we would be honest about that. We would try and explain yeah. why we thought it didn't work. And I think we're at least explaining here why we think it doesn't work. And yeah, you're very welcome, listeners, to get on social media and email us and yes. tell us why we might be wrong. Yes, if this is your favourite episode, tell us why. <laughs> we then get another bad little scene, which is the... Yeah, they promise Billy can go bird watching. Yeah, so the next morning we get the scene where they try to allow Bill to go bird watching without leaving the house. Now... Well, because it's still raining. Yeah, which, for God's sake, just put a jumper on and go outside, you softies. Anyway, <laughs> so they start off with a rubber duck, which Bill very clearly identifies as a rubber duck. We then get Tim doing some very bad bird impressions. The, the puffin doesn't quite work. The flycatch is quite funny. <laughs> I like that. He's then trying to do the crane, and then Graham accidentally does do the crane, and we then get the whole wonder of migrations before making fun of the Italians. Y- yes. And again, stuff that I would have forgiven in 1970, I'm struggling to forgive in 1982, and that, the, the bad moustache and the mm. faux Italian accents in 1982. <sighs> we then get what I would normally call a Land of Hope and Glory speech, but it's done to the Danbus. But it is a patriotic speech. But it is a patriotic speech. Yeah, now we don't get the scene on the banana, their tents and they're on the banana landers, which actually, as I said, I thought, particularly from Graham, that is a very good piece of physical comedy. Yeah, that, that's not bad. And it does show that even if Graham is perhaps struggling, and I think he is struggling to work out how to pitch a lot of his performance here, mm. when he does get to do just physical comedy, he's the master of it. it really, mm-hmm. really we get into our final scene, which is, of course, them doing their musical evening in the style of the good old days. Hey, well, that's, uh, yes, yes. Uh, Bill dresses up as Queen Victoria because it is, after all, meant to be a Victorian evening. <laughs> so we just happened to have some costumes lying around that we couldn't find earlier. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Graham is the master of ceremonies, again, doing the Leonard Sachs impersonation. Yes. And he does repeat the gag that he has in Royal Command. Yeah. Yes. Where he has to explain, he's going to sing. I give you the doyen of the Dunsquablin Serenaders, Mr. Tim Brooke Taylor. A singer, madam. Oh. Yes. <laughs> and they then do a version of I Do Like to Be Beside the Seaside, which then gets changed into various different types. 
Now in here, this is actually the scene that suddenly when I was watching I've gone, oh, I've seen this before, and it was the shot of Bill on the junket. I thought you were going to say it was when they beeped them, but yeah, go on. No, no, no. <laughs> well, I wouldn't have got the significance of that when yeah, I was Yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, it was the shot of Bill on the drum kit for some reason. Oh, being animal. Being animal, yeah, from the Muppets. For some yeah. reason, that just, I've gone, oh, I've seen that before. And the only place I could have would have been when I was watching it at well, the end. That, that or you were watching the Muppets. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well, they were only shown twice. They were shown on Channel 7 and they repeated two or three years later when they showed the rest of the series. Mm. Uh, and they do a few versions of that. As you said, Bill does do his impression of animal from the Muppets, which is really good. Mm. And you instantly know exactly what he's doing. And they, they, you know, they do a punk version. As you said, they get bleeped while doing that. Yes. Well, it's the first time they've ever actually used the F word in the series. Yeah. It's technically the second time it's been in the series because there's that scene in uh, Wacky Wales where the bloke's sent off in the rugby game and he yes. very clearly uses that when he's mouthing at Mary Whitehouse. Yes. It's a, but it's mouthed and not said. Yes. This is the only time it's actually ever said in the series. Yeah. With the express usage that is going to be bleeped. Yes. Being yes. the Sex Pistols yeah. rip-off. Yeah. And, and that is quite fun. And I do kind of wish that those first times I had watched it through to the end because I think the last few minutes probably is some of the best stuff in there. Mm. Well, indeed. And Tim says it's the best holiday he's ever had. Yeah. Cue credits. Yeah. Not much for a punchline, actually. No. <laughs> no. Look, look, I come back to where I was at the start. And I, again, we don't enjoy being this critical of an episode, but I do genuinely think... This is the worst episode of the goodies. I do genuinely think it is because they fall so far away from their characters and from the style and the ideas of the episode. And as you said, Richard, not a lot happens. It's not a premise that has failed. It's not a premise that has dated. It's not a premise we're not familiar with. It's not the material not quite making the end of it. All of which we can excuse, understand, and appreciate what's happened and you know, what didn't, didn't work. I just think this isn't very good. Hmm. There were some jokes in there I did find amusing, but... I think overall, this really wasn't very good. Yeah, and uh, if that's been a bit of a negative experience for you to listen to listeners, we do apologise, but you know, at least we've been honest, and yeah, tell us if you think we're wrong. So look, I've, I've very much said what I have to say. Any more general points before we move on to our regular segments? Probably one production point. Look, I don't know whether this explains perhaps the content of the episode. Apparently, after they'd filmed this, Tim and Bill watched it back the next day and thought there were parts of it that, that didn't really work. So they actually went and slotted in a couple of extra recording sessions when they were doing the last episode, Animals. There's a lot of Graham stuff. It was basically Graham impersonating the crane. It was the stuff on the banana lounges, the relax, like when they're trying to relax. And they also reshot, I think, all of the final scene. Wow. Um, That's a large chunk of the second part. It is. Okay. I did say a lot of the better material was that stuff towards the end of the second half. So. Yeah, so look, maybe that waste is a saving grace. Now, we were talking beforehand about the fact that although we didn't enjoy this, the studio audience is laughing a lot during this. So yeah. we, need to, we need to mention that and be fair. We'll move then into our regular segments. We are in the second last episode of the entire series, so are there any firsts in this one? Well, it's the first time they use the F word on screen. That is true. That is true. They're still the first, even at this mm-hmm. late stage. Look, I guess in terms of tropes, there's a patriotic speech. Mm-hmm. I guess there's some racial stereotyping when they uh, <laughs> have the Italians, I think. Yeah. What couldn't they get away with today? Well, we just mentioned the racial stereotyping. Yeah. I don't know other than that there's really anything you couldn't do. No, I mean, look, I wouldn't say it's a controversial episode or anything. No. And I've never uttered these words in 75 episodes with more trepidation, but it's now time for our favourite gags. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, I'll go first. I've, since I've been the one being most critical, it's only fair that I go first. I was very tempted to go with Bill's animal impression at the end. Yep. But I'm actually going for what I think is quite a clever joke of when they say, right, we're off to this holiday down to the seaside. And you then cut to what looks like a beautiful little seaside beach. And then they pull away and you see that's just the photo on the calendar. Yeah. <laughs> and they're actually not there. I thought that was actually quite clever. So that was my favourite gag. Tom, what about you? Well, this was really, really, really hard. But the one line that has stuck with me throughout the years since first watching this back in 83 when it was yeah, that's right. uh, here in Australia was the pound note. And he goes, can I borrow a pound? Oh, I've read this one. Um, <laughs> and, and that's the one line out of that that I've always remembered. So I'm going to go with that. And Richard? I might actually go for the bit, and we didn't really mention it, the bit where they go into the bathroom and it's just the crazy plumbing. The bath is vertical. The toilet's oh, yes, up. Yes. Ladder, you know, and Tim says, no, it'll be all right. You just need a little imagination and a little step ladder. <laughs> <laughs> And I suppose probably the bit about no sheep after 11pm. <laughs> yeah. So, look, we have said that there are good lines in this. There are good jokes in this. It's not completely irredeemable. But I think, judging on the standard of the goodies, it is not up to their standard. And we'll perhaps leave it there. Yes. In any sort of ranking, somebody has to come last. It's probably going to be this one. <laughs> Sadly, yes. <laughs> but we have one more episode to discuss before we get into our wrap-ups for the... Uh, entire podcast wow so we will see you all next week for episode 76 their final episode animals are people too so when you're on the way for a walk in the black forest you might want to take your animal for walkies time we recorded this episode Rob wasn't with us as you would have just listened to we pretty much called holidays the worst episode of the goodies ever Rob you have a slightly different theory and we thought while you're here on this recording we would get your thoughts what did you think of holidays I'm shocked actually to hear that you guys loathed it as much as you did because when I watched it for the very first time in the last week I thought it was a fair to middling episode of the goodies. It's something that they probably could have produced in their first two or three series. Well, I think loathe is a little strong, but all right. <laughs> well, dislike. Strong, str- strongly detested. <laughs> I mean, I, I thought I thought there were a lot of funny gags there. I thought it has an element of the end and euthanasia in that. All right, there's two sets, but for the majority of it, they're in the one room. I thought it was just funny. I thought there was a lot of funny gags. There's a lot of physical comedy from Graham, especially with the Sun Lounge. That made me laugh. Yeah, we did highlight that as being one of the few highlights of the and, episode. And even though the episode sort of dissolves into anarchy at the very end, I think it's just well done. I think it's a pretty good... And look, the goodies... What are you watching the goodies for? To laugh? Well, in that instance, I, I laughed. I thought it was pretty good. And I think this is a very good lesson that even 75 episodes in, episodes that even three of us don't like, somebody else can enjoy. And we found that from our listeners many times that even episodes that all four of us don't like, it's in somebody's top ten. So Exactly. Taste is all relative.
I can't play card games. Well, I would play something simple. You pick it up. Tell you what, let's play spat. Spat! Oh, yes! Spat! Yeah.